Hi, hello and welcome to another episode of Of Course China. I'm Fernando and this is Ziv. And today we have a guest that actually needs no introduction for us. This is somebody that we have known for pretty much all our time in China, isn't it? Yes. Mr. Gao Mingjun. <laughs> Thank you guys for bringing him in. It was a pleasure to be here. Wasn't expecting to have my two best friends uh, behind the scenery. Good to have you. Good to have you. <laughs> well, Gao Mingjun is your Chinese name, but your your real name, well, not real. We're going to talk about that too, but what's your name? My name is Miguel Alves. If I said my whole name, Miguel Alexandre Carvalho Ferreira Alves. Parabéns, <laughs> parabéns. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long name. What do you do when you cross the border? Ah, come on. It's you, you, the first time that I cross the border, then ask, um, there's no room to, to write my name. <laughs> right. and say, oh, just <laughs> carry on writing on the top of it. And then when I, when I wrote the first time, I came to the, to the end of the line and they <laughs> said, I don't have more room. Well, just keep on writing below. <laughs> <laughs> and so what, you keep doing it every time? No, nowadays, I, I mean, after you do it a few times, you kind of figure out the the size of the characters that you no write? but you need to write the whole thing you need to write the whole every thing. time every how many time. what is it four five five no no four? nowadays no for the past two three years you have the, the four you have five the, years you have the card or something i've got yeah. the yeah, the right. e-pass so, so it's, i don't need yeah. to fill it out yeah right uh no but that's there's an interesting thing also when you write because they always ask you about xing and ming right and they don't Last they, they don't know that there's other things than just yeah there's no there's no middle name there's no like maiden name they they get very confused. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, when <laughs> I give my kids the names, when I give the middle names, I don't have a middle name. Yeah. Um, when I give the middle names, I was thinking about it, but screw them, you know. <laughs> 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 the All right, so yeah. Miguel. Uh, Miguel, uh, as you can see on camera, but those of you who are listening on the podcast, Miguel is a chef, basically. He's a person who works in F&B, and he's had a ton of businesses here in China, in the city of Dongguan, and outside of China. So um, let's start, see, Ziv, uh, if we can list them, and you can correct oh, us I'm, if I'm we're wrong. Okay, I'm going to try. Okay, so... <laughs> so me. What's the first one you so remember? So you came here in 2002... 2001 you came 2002 well, you started living I here came here right. for the first time just right. to touch base and right. then i actually right. moved to china okay so in 2003 you opened your uh business the restaurant uh pizzeria calzone pizzeria yeah. calzone yeah right hey by the way the uniform this is not a sponsored video okay right <laughs> right i just got i just got off work so right um so pizzeria calzone just got off work Okay, <laughs> Pizzeria Calzone you had first, and then you had, I, I don't know the orders, but um, then you had, um, I would say, Bachi? No. Mm, before no, no, Bachi no, no. came the French bakery. Ah, the French, Bonjour, the Bonjour, Bonjour right. Bonjour, Bonjour bakery. Okay, yes. Bonjour, and what came after that? Uh, Bachi. Bachi, that was an Italian restaurant. Yeah. Right, and after that? And after Bachi, he came uh, the Lusitano. Which is a Portuguese restaurant, was the first one, the, the fir only one in south of China, in right? The, the only, the first, and... For, for if, yeah, it was actually the first authentic, right? Yeah, yeah I remember his restaurant in China. I remember mainland. those lunch buffets, China mainland. It was good, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then after Lusitano, after Lusitano, I opened the Nancheng branch of Pizzeria Calzone, another yeah. branch, right? Okay, are we at five, I guess. Okay, <laughs> okay, and after, after that, that, there was the Cafe Lisboa, Cafe Lisboa, coffee shop, the coffee shop, right. And after that, uh, when we uh, moved a small Thirsty Dog to uh, the Bar Street, okay, and we opened the Thirsty Dog. So that's like a bar restaurant. I think bar. you skipped Al Cater's. Yeah. When did you open Al Cater's? Al Cater's 2005. Al Cater's ah, is so a catering company. Catering. It was my catering company because right. that time we had a lot of catering um, requests. Mm -hmm. So I opened up my own catering company. 
Right. And okay, so we wore a thirsty dog. Thirsty dog. And then? And then after thirsty dog. Or is it that? Lusitana, no, Lusitana, we already talked about. Well, was he doesn't even remember. He, he doesn't no, no, remember. No. And then after that came the Gourmet Deli. <laughs> right. Gourmet Deli. Gourmet Deli, right, right. And then, okay, so that's, we are, are we at 10 now? I think so. Did, was anything else? Mm, Any other one? No, I mean, I All did right. the other, not owned. No. But, the, but, but you, you, right now, you operate, you still run and operate um, Pizzeria Calzone. Pizzeria Calzone. Only. Only, right Only. now, right. I focus totally in my entire uh, time to Pizzeria Right, Amazon. and it's almost, it's going to be 17 years this year. 17 years this year, yeah. Which is a, a huge achievement. Now, okay, so you had many other restaurants, uh, bakery, coffee shop, a catering company, but they closed, right? The, in the end, you, you're now with Pizzeria Calzone. So, I mean, the F&B business is difficult. It's not for everyone. Wh what do you mean? In, that's you in what sense? Yeah. Uh, I think you have, I mean, putting back the experience that I've gained along these years, I think location is important. Yeah. But foremost, I think choosing the right partner, it's important. Because mm -hmm. from all those businesses, mm -hmm. apart from my catering company, that I decided to um, close it down because there was less demand right. um, from the very beginning. I think that the most important is choosing the right business partners. And the only business that it stayed open until today, it's the only business that I did not have business partners. Mm. I, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. I think we all have stories about partners. Yeah, <laughs> we could go into that. Uh, I don't know the section if we wanted to. But I mean, it's really, it's really. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, it's almost like, and it shows also, right? That uh, it's a, it's almost an impossible. Thing, choosing not, the right it's partner. Not, it's not easy. Choosing the right partner. Choosing I mean. the right partner. It's um, it's not easy because you might be, you might know the the person. It might be your friend. Might be someone that right. introduced you to you. Right. Mm -hmm. But along the road, if you choose the right person, usually to get into your business, the things don't and usually and turn out the way. A you lot want. of people always complain. Ah, oh, Chinese partners. Ah, oh, Chinese partners. I, I wanted to oh, ask that. Yeah. Yes. So have your partners being Chinese foreigners or I guess you had half both. Half I've had both so I it's nothing both. to do with whether they're no. Chinese or what's not what's the difference is there no it's nothing to do with that mm, you can have good or bad in both right different perspectives different way of thinking right I mean um, if I don't rem if I remember well I've never had a partner that knows about F&B right so that so was probably one of my mistakes Ah, right. So you had the partners mostly for investment, I would say. Yeah, pretty much. And then what ha I let me guess, you know, and then they, uh, they, they say they'll just give the money and then they put their nose in too much and stuff and like that. Tell me to do how to do, yeah. to do my job right, and ask right. me why they're not getting the returns <laughs> as they planned to. And this is really, really important because when you are in China, uh, let's say you came here for whatever. And when you are here, you will have opportunities and you might start thinking, oh, I can open that business. And oh, man, I need a partner. Maybe I need money or I need mm. something. And this is really important too. What advice would you give how to choose a right partner? Yeah, what kind of things, three things that are important, for example? I think choosing the right partner first, you get to get to know the person mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a little bit deeper. It's not just thinking, oh, that guy's a cool guy. Oh, he has money. That's really not the most important part. I think the most important part, you gotta get to get to know the person deep. Mm -hmm. second, second part, you have to decide when choosing the right partner, how much that person is gonna bring to your business. 
Uh, when yeah. I say how much, is not how much money. How much is how yeah. much input are you expecting from that person? Yeah. How much uh, uh, know-how he can bring? How much know-how? I don't think he's going to bring a lot unless it's from F and B. But, but but from business ways maybe yeah yeah so it's not only FNB it's a business right so right. you may bring other other things like for example in this particular partnership is very clear what we are doing right 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 you've yeah. got the, the the marketing I got the technical stuff that's right. basically what it right. is and well we both share yeah, more to that but no, yeah, yes in general right we we share knowledge and but we've known each other for a long time correct right correct so we've known each other with good and bad and you mm -hmm. know all of that so it's kind of like open so I guess that's what Miguel meant in the first part. Knowing you deeply. get to get deeper, deeper, get to know the person, right. and basically you have to know what this person is going to bring to you. Right. Not only money. Right. Money is important, but it's not the most important. Uh, this is what I've learned yeah. along the years. So you, you, are you still open to? I mean, you had, I guess, many um, issues. I, I would say, you know, maybe failures with partners. Um, uh, but uh, are you like? at the point where you will never take another partner or it's not like that um i would never say i would never drink from this water again never say never but <laughs> i think that if i would go into a partnership i would learn from the mistakes from the past and dig and that's something deeper. we spoke about before i mean as business owners right and you had many businesses we have businesses um the failures very important. Yeah, but not only say. with partners. You know, you're talking about right. a relationship with landlords. Right. You're talking yeah. about relationship with your staff, the way you 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 hand the stuff. Right. Um, talking about relationship with suppliers, choosing I, I, the right supplier. I wanted to start talking to 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 you about that because you take a lot of pride in the kind of products that you serve. I mean, like nobody that I know in the city. So that's really important for you. How do you create those relationships with suppliers so that they give you the high, the best quality product and and the right delivery times? And I mean, how how's the process of finding just, the right? Just after I talked to you yeah. this afternoon, yeah. a supplier came in and brought me some uh, fresh Italian cheese. Uh -huh. And he, he wanted to sell me the cheese. And I said to him, look, we have a different way how to choose a product. First of all, I want to know the product meets the quality that we need. Secondly, I want to know if the, the product is sustainable, saying that I'm not going to order the product today, you give it to me, I reorder next time, and you say, oh, I've got another brand you can try. Okay, so that's part number two. Part number three, I mean, last but not least, obviously it's got to have a competitive price. Right. But first is product quality, number one. Product sustainability, product availability, number two. Because we, we, we're talking about uh, imported products, not mm. a product you can buy around the corner in Meijia. Yeah. <laughs> right. But how do Part you... Part three. Mm -hmm. It's got to be competitive. For example, I've just changed my uh, artichokes um, before Chinese New Year. I'm actually paying a few RMB more for an artichoke that is a much better quality than what I was using before. And last year, I changed my flour for a cheaper and much better flower so it's got nothing to do with the price how when 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 was the point where you learn how to do these things or is it over time um you learn step by step you know you, you make mistakes you make first. mistakes and you you make little differences by picking the right partners i'm not talking about only the partners that involve in your business right 
when I say your suppliers, partners, partners, my suppliers, right, right. our yeah. staff, the they're landlord. an important part of the of the chain. Right. Is it is it um, is it different? Like suppliers for restaurants, uh, you make Italian food, you make pizzas. Uh, people watching maybe are in this business in other countries. How is it different uh, the relationship with suppliers or even what you described in here in China compared with because you know the restaurant business abroad? Oh, you got you got you got much less choice here. You got less choice here for Western food. Yeah, I mean, if you're in Europe, I mean, everyone comes by and knocks in your door and gives you a free sample. It's easier. Of course, it's easier there. Of course, it's like if you go to Europe and try to open a Chinese restaurant. I mean, here you got so <laughs> much choice yeah. in Europe, then you're limited to choices. Right. Hey, I wanted to talk uh, because a lot of people think, oh, you just brought uh, a chef, a guy who makes pizzas, but <laughs> this guy right here, it's a world champion, or has been to world championships and has won China Pizza Champion. Tell us what awards have you won, and let people yeah. know. Well, basically. <laughs> what level of a chef and what level of restaurant you run? Uh, 2006, we were asked to participate in the China Pizza Championship. Mm -hmm. This Shanghai? was the first time in Shanghai. Shanghai. Yeah. So we went there. Um, obviously, I mean, I was never into uh, participating in, in this level of competition. And we brought back home the bronze plate. So mm -hmm. the third place. From the China. China Championship. So we automatically qualified for the Asia Pizza Championship, which uh, occurred in 2007. When you say China Pizza Championship, I just want to clarify. It doesn't mean it's, it's, it's Chinese no, pizza no, no. places. It's, it's, a, it's a pizza championship organized in China for China business uh, establishment runs. Right, mm -hmm. run by usually foreigners. Like yeah, yeah, most. They yeah. have Chinese and foreigners. Right. Chinese and foreigners. Right. Okay. All right, so that qualified you to the Asian... To the, to the Asia level, uh, which we went in 2007, mm -hmm. also in Shanghai, mm. and there we brought the golden medal. Ah, wait, so, wait, wait. So <laughs> Here we go. So the 2007 <laughs> gold medal for Asian pizza, right? 2007, yeah. Okay, and then I know that you also went to New York. And then obviously we automatically qualified for the World Peace and Championship. Ah, that was the mm -hmm. okay. And that's when we end in 2008, in February. Okay. So that was a big deal. Because right. we're talking about the World Pizza Championship. Um, if I'm not mistaken, there's 132 countries. Oh, okay. my God. <laughs> so when I got there, first time in such a huge event, guess which name was pulled out the hat first? Gaoming okay. Jun from China! <laughs> I said, guys, this is not fair because it was the first time I was in such a huge event. Yeah. And they pulled the name out of the hats to see who goes first. Yeah. Guess who came first? So this is not <laughs> just the uh, you make a pizza and you let them but, taste. It's but, how you make it. But you're working with, you know, my I had all my products with a quarantine certificate, the CIQ health inspection, and all my products, they got retained in China Customs. Oh. What? So I, when I arrived US, I had a guy that's that show me where Little Italy is in New York. And I had to go in overnight to get all the ingredients and I had to make my pizza dough there. Insane. So, so I'm talking about, I'm making a pizza. This is not, it, this is not my beach. This is not my waves. <laughs> I am talking about that you have to make a pizza like you prepare to make. Yeah. But 
with a different dough, different, different, different ingredients, not what different you're used tomato to, sauce. Not what you're used to, yes. So next day we went to the championship, and I was the first pull out of the hat. Oh, okay. Then I, f- I forgot about that. You're talking about that you're you have different pizza trays, uh-huh. and the most thing you have an oven that you never used before. Uh, yeah. You have a rolling oven, right? Convoyer and that's oven. an issue with pizza making. Uh, not that I would know, but yeah. So it was a very intense day. Very intense day, and then we went uh, to the next day because there was the pizza was going on for a couple of days, and when they start to announce in the third place and second place and first place, and then we've got a honor plate. So I took back the Honorary. honor plate, the fourth. Okay, right. They call it the honor plate so at the world championship so for the first time. So it's like it's like Italians always the world champion or no? No, uh, no? who won was the Finnish guy. All right. Wow. This has got nothing yeah. to do wow. with your roots. Now, <laughs> I'm going to give you some hard question. I mean, some people watching is like, what a Portuguese guy making pizzas? Representing I mean, China. Rep- Portuguese representing guy China <laughs> representing China restaurant. making pizzas. What, uh, what the hell? Yeah, that was, I mean, when I call my name and from China, Mr. Miguel Elvis from <laughs> China, whatever. I don't sign too Chinese. Yeah, you don't look very Chinese. Though. When, when did you? When did, is it something with pizzas? When did you start making pizzas? I, I mean. start making in pizzas ninety ninety one in Portugal. Okay. At that time, in Pizzeria Calzone, Portugal. Okay, there was a Pizzeria Calzone, Portugal, and I was a staff. All right. And my the former colleague of my mom opened a Pizzeria Calzone, and I just came back uh, from Sweden, and they were asking. Uh, I was working in a, in a small Italian restaurant in north of sweden right you in sweden we'll get to this after pasta, you've been pasta you, you lived so in when many i got places. back <laughs> when yeah. i got back uh, my mom said i was looking for a job and my mom said you know pedro is looking uh, for someone he's gonna open in a couple months he's gonna open next month are you interested well i don't really know how to make pizzas well he's looking for someone reliable someone okay. that has a different mentality this has been abroad so i went there i mean i had an idea how to make pizzas but that's where really where i learned how so 1991 pizza. in, uh, in uh, Lisbon, yeah, Lisbon, in Portugal, yeah. in Pizzeria Calzone, not in yours yet. So yeah. after one year, the business is going good, and they, uh, I wanted to quit because it was a hard, hard job, and I was not being paid what right. I wanted to get right. paid, right. and they decided to give me 10% of the shares of the company, oh, okay. which I never got the cut for it. <laughs> so <laughs> I waited three months, four months, five months, and I quit again. Then a the guy said, oh... You know, we are having a hard time because the business slowly went down. Yeah. And they promised, promised, they never paid, and that's it. Right. So that was, okay, so let's, so that was 91. So you started making pizzas there. And then after 91, what was your next stop? Because I know you lived in many places, even before that. And then Sweden. I went to Spain, to Madrid. Then you went to Spain. Yeah, I went to Madrid. Also, hospitality, restaurant. Yeah. I opened a small, small, tiny little pizza place. Ah, there was another business. Uh, the 10 in <laughs> China is not okay, right? So you opened it. Yeah, another. with uh, my uh, next uh, girlfriend. Okay. So it was this point was she had the money, okay. I had the know how. <laughs> another partnership. <laughs> another partnership that didn't work. <laughs> they didn't work. They didn't work. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, yeah, I had a small place, but then I already had, I mean, experience. I already had the know-how. Right. Yeah, it was Madrid. totally different. Yeah. Okay. So you've lived in many, many countries, and uh, we know that Some you speak tons of languages. Well, ton. well, only, quite uh, only nine. Only nine. Only nine. Only nine languages. Listen to this guy. Only nine. So what are they? Uh, Portuguese. Yep. Spanish. French. Italian. German. English. Swedish. Norwegian and Chinese Mandarin. And a little 
And Cantonese. Well, a little bit You're Cantonese. Pretty good. Cantonese. Uh, pretty to to me, it sounds good. I used to speak a little bit uh, Arabic. Okay, so how about this? Like, like I know, I know you speak well. I, I've known you for a long time. So, um, well, you know, you speak Chinese very well, and you speak Cantonese quite. Some Chinese people will say quite well, right? You think it's uh, it's uh, how important is this in your success? It is in very China. important. It is important. Do you know why? Why? Because you get more local. Ah, you can communicate with the locals and yeah. And you are like you're not like a Lawai expat, right? Lawai. So you, you can mean, you are a local expat. You are a local. So you get more respect. Yeah, and the people get closer to you. They listen to you. You know, and they it's get harder to cheat you. I would say. Pr yeah, very much harder to cheat. You. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been. We all been cheated in the past, yeah. but nowadays. But no. okay, so but you can but, try though. <laughs> but for you, but but knowing you, I know that uh, you know it. You didn't really study much. I mean, it just comes to you. I mean, not comes to you in one day, but um, you pick it up, right? With I've never had one class of Chinese. Right. So you're one of those people. Life. Learns from just which, exposure. From which I wish I was, but I'm not. So this is great. But, you know, uh, let's say most people are not like that, right? They need to study. But do you recommend, like, it's really important no. for... You don't I mean, for, really. for success in China. For success. Like someone coming mm, here... Just trying to get closer to the locals. Mm. I mean, basically, I've I've had that time not many uh, foreign friends that time that we came here. So you think that uh, you can yeah, do I it mean, in other ways? I probably have a little bit uh, easier to pick up the language. I mean, we all born with a gift. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's exactly. basically what I always thought, that you have a gift for languages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Because, look, I've been here a bit longer than you, yeah. and I suck at Chinese. My Chinese, uh, I don't know. It's a when, little, yeah. when you are working with uh, Chinese staff all the time, that helps. And I think that that true, has a lot true. to do. Do you... Honestly, for me... Your Chinese staff, do they speak uh, English or me, Chinese? For me, it was like this. I mean, when I came here 2003, so I did some lessons, maybe 10, 20 lessons, yes, you study. Uh, you still suck, Ziv. Yeah, <laughs> I suck. Comparing it to you, no. But let me say, it, it's I did that those things, those lessons. Uh, I studied Pinyin, yeah. right? And I kept studying by myself. And then in 2005, when I started the business, I suddenly you hire people and you need them to speak English, right? Yeah. And you're getting busy. You get really busy. And then you, you find stop a trying. translator. No, and you then stop assistant. trying. It's like. Uh, why right, uh, right. I don't speak? Can you speak English? Uh, tell me what. Tell me. Tell me what. Uh, what's he saying? What's she saying? Yes. Tell her this. You stop trying, and it's wrong. You start depending on other people. So I think can I spoke I, Chinese can I better. Say, can I say one way how that I start to remembering more Chinese? Mm -hmm. When I had my Chinese girlfriend. No, 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 really. <laughs> no, no. No, it doesn't work. No, no, no. <laughs> doesn't no. work. No. Uh, do you know not. what? Uh, when I have my staff meetings. Uh huh. So when I have my staff meetings, I prepare the entire meeting in English, of course. Right. And then I had my assistant translating everything I was saying. But I was saying, you know, in, in a good time pace. Mm -hmm. So I said, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Then she said, ah, rah, rah, rah. Oh, so you were listening. So I was listening every time. And then I kept the main parts of the meeting, like the beginning and the ending, pretty much standard. So she and said so it so as many times, then I start to remember. But it's it. still a talent to remember. I've heard this many times too. I mean, you know. But The uh, thing for me, for example, you, you, you are learning Chinese um, at a level that's, corporate it's your business my business is teaching children so the chinese that i hear is just kids in kids chinese so, so that's what i speak yeah, that's the next step. Kids chinese. i can tell you that i need to go pee in <laughs> but that's about it <laughs> yeah no but i think that there is um there's steps for that 
So I think <laughs> that the first step is you need to start to be able to communicate the general speaking. And then obviously you get more involved into your uh, business. Mm -hmm. And then you're able to talk about different other topics. Because for many years, yes. I could only say yes. like uh, onion, bacon, cheese, Watch the dough. So the, you, the pizza is burning. How would you like your steak? So you never had. <laughs> so you never had a lesson with a teacher, but you did pay attention. You did look and wanted to learn it, right? That's kind of you needed to pick it up. It's not just right. like you woke up in the morning speaking Chinese. No, no, right? it takes time. Yeah, it but what time. my point was that it's. I think after seventeen years here, it's very important to learn Chinese. I can say it because I don't. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, when people come visit me from abroad, they think I do. Because when you sit in a taxi Please. or you go to the supermarket, I can converse. I can. It sounds like I speak Chinese. But when Miguel <laughs> hears me... You out of your comfort very, zone. No, you, yes. we, we speak functional Chinese. Yes. It's, it's really, it's what is it, 20%? I need it's this. not enough. I need to go there. Um, this is not good. I Whatever. can understand more than I can speak for sure. Mm. Okay, also because after so long, when you sit in a meeting and they speak and you already know the culture, you know their body language, you understand what they're talking about, right? I do like that when I sit in a meeting and, uh, you know, my staff and there is a meeting with uh, someone, only Chinese people, and they're talking, they're talking, they're talking, and they come to, and they, they try to translate to me, and before they start telling me in English, I'm like, tell them that. Because I already, like, heard, I already understood. I understood what they said. Because I don't really speak Chinese, but, uh, you know. Understanding is way higher than what you can actually express. That's yes, normally exactly. when you're exposed to language. But Fernando, don't you agree with me that, uh, I mean, if probably my biggest regret, my biggest regret in China. Not having a Chinese girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> not really, not really. Really, my biggest regret is not mastering Chinese. I'm but feeling it's, like yeah. it's too late, maybe. But no. I've, known, I've known many foreigners here that have been living even, some of them even longer than me. And you know what's worse? The worst part is that I tried to go to university about a year ago, and we are at a level that is very difficult for them to match. So if you go to the lower level, yeah, you're yeah. like, well, this is such a waste of time. Right. You go to the intermediate level, like, I can't understand this stuff. So we develop a, a, a level of Chinese that is very difficult to match. And for somebody to teach you, uh, there's a lot of spin in the wheels. Uh, about a year ago, I, I was, I don't know what I was doing. And I was thinking, oh, I'll just HSK tests, right? Mm -hmm. and yeah, I just uh, skipped that. I mean, no, but I mean, I was like, oh, I'm just curious about my level. I never thought about it. So I went online and I, I took the HSK one because you don't need I to I want to try that one day before I leave and China. It was, and it was, it was so easy. I, I passed the one easily, you know, but you don't need to read Chinese. It's pinyin. Okay, it pinyin. Was easy. And pinyin listening. Is and listening. Yeah. But uh, you don't, you do read uh, some, you do read some. Yeah, I can read some, I can read pretty much Chinese. Not right. a lot, right. but I can read, yeah. Hey, what does your Chinese name mean, Gao Mingjun? I mean, my name is Gao Fei and everybody knows and we're like brothers, so we have the same I'm, last name. I'm Gao. tall, I'm intelligent, and I'm handsome. T. Mine is uh, yeah, John Wan. And uh, where does John, that come from? Um, probably about 15 years ago, I needed a name for the visa. Uh -huh. <laughs> and or the driving some, license. Some some kind of writing. It's a nice name. I don't remember exactly <laughs> what. <laughs> but honestly, Chinese girlfriend probably helps. Studying not Chinese. Really. Too late no, now. not really. No, I it guess it look, depends on the girl. Uh, uh, I've had girlfriends. I've been married to Chinese twice. Right. 
Yeah. It helps their so English, man. Right. Yeah. yeah, they <laughs> want to speak English. <laughs> they want to speak English, so it helps them, right? right. Yeah. You need to yeah. be consistent. I mean, it's not that transactional. It's not that transactional. It's that we like... Transsexual? Transactional, <laughs> sir. Hey, what's your ears? Uh, it's uh, <laughs> watch Angelo's movie on that. Um, no, what I'm saying is that it's it's not like they are with you to learn English. It's just that it's easier for you to express your feelings and communicate in right, English. Right. So that's what you choose, mm. and they end up improving way more than you do. Let me ask you this: My Chinese just because sorry, you said so nine let me, languages. Let me just finish this one for Fernando. Sorry, yes, my my Chinese just become so great. Since right. I've been together with Mary, right? My Chinese just improved. That's what I'm saying. Way, so yeah, way, because way, you way, are way, talking way. Chinese with her, and she talks to you, and she's Chinese probably upset that she's not learning any, enough English. She is. She is. Uh, just before the break, let me ask you one question. So, other than English, Portuguese—that's your language—and Chinese, you're in China. What's the next language that's the most useful to you? For me, um, I mean, I put it this way: after learning a few languages, I classified like this. The world most important language is English. Right. The world most spoken language nowadays is probably Mandarin. And the third one, it's Spanish. Si, senor. So Spanish. And the fourth one, believe it or not, it's Portuguese. Huh? Is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the colonies. Yeah. Yeah. And well, Brazil, India, Brazil India is, is well populated, but in India they have like a hundred something dialects. Right. But we have a lot of countries that speak Portuguese that many people don't know right. about. Right. So how often do you use those other languages? I mean, in hospitality, uh, it's probably useful. I use it every because day because you have customers, it's right? It's so fun. We just uh, before I came here, we just uh, had uh, two German customers that walked in. Right. And it's so fun when you're walking around the restaurant mm -hmm. and you're talking with people in English, and then they went in Spanish, and then they went in Cantonese, and then went in Mandarin, and then in English, and I speak with my brother in Portuguese, and, and then, then I speak with somebody else. It's so fun. I think I've heard you uh, speaking so pretty much all the languages you speak. It makes so fun. That's when, the when big you, joy of it. When you sit at your restaurant, it feels like you are like in a cosmopolitan restaurant. You're like, what, what, what? <laughs> yeah, you don't, you, don't, uh, you don't get that kind of uh, feeling. Yeah, how, how is that? You know, you have a restaurant in China and you it's have really people great. from all over the it's world. It's really great. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Hey, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about, about um, a couple of things. TripAdvisor is a very important thing for for businesses. How important is it here in China for a business like for yours? Restaurants, definitely. It is important. Although uh, there was a time that I didn't pay much attention to it. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I I didn't thought it was that important. Uh, we being number one uh, for a couple of years. You're number one. Yeah. No, we we, we were number you, one for a couple you of years. You are in Dongguan. In Dongguan, we were right. number one, and then we dropped down. A uh, couple places. Uh, right now, we're number three. Right. But there are categories. There are uh, categ no, yeah, but the categor results don't no. go on. No, no, like, as, no, no. As categories, we're number one for Italian restaurants. Right, but oh, the results are Italian restaurants. And you're number three in in entire oh. in entire Dongguan. So oh, not Dongguan right. City. Think, so it's that's what I'm saying. I think the interesting question here for the audience is. Okay, they are business travelers. Maybe some of them they come we here. We get a lot of business travelers. So they don't. They never been here. How real is it? We do get a lot of uh, new footage from people that came here for the first time. But how real is it for the customer to find? I'm going on TripAdvisor. I come to Dongguan. Because I have three they search days. Italian restaurant or pizza. Boom, we pop up right. first. But let's say I just search. I just go to Dongguan restaurants, and I'm I'm gonna go to the number one and two and three if I have a few days, right? Uh, I think also the people also read a lot of the latest uh, reviews. Right. So the reviews is the reviews. Important. They, they usually go back. I mean, if I go and search for a place that I've never been before, 
-hmm. Usually I try to go back like a half a year or a year to see if there's, again, there's also a lot of uh, non-real, non yeah. Okay, well, there are from, fake reviews. Yeah. So <laughs> you maintain your TripAdvisor, you answer your reviewers, right? Of course right? I do, of course I do. Yeah. Okay, so now it's it's a big part of the business, right? It's, it's, it's important. Part. It's, it's an important, important part, yeah. yeah, an important part. How about the... Uh, you got the other Chinese, the Dianping. Right, so we're how about... I want to ask about that. How we're, we're, on on top. we're on top of Dianping, mm. yeah. I want to ask, how is... You're on top of the Dianping in what? Italian restaurant or restaurants? Western restaurants. Western restaurants. Because Number for one Chinese, Western restaurants in oh, Dianping. Yeah. Okay, in Dongguan. So this brings me to a question that, that is also interesting. Um, uh, Chinese customers and foreign customers, what's the main differences in a, in a place like yours? Mm, cheese. Cheese is the main difference. Okay, there are two what, things. What do you mean? Well, there's a lot of like. You're talking about already. customers or restaurants? Customers. No, no, no. He's asking about customers. Customers. What's the difference between yes. the Chinese customer and the Western yes. customer? Not, not, in not, your not restaurant. The, the restaurant. How do you need to treat them differently? I mean, you, they, they probably like different food. Uh, you can't treat them differently. That's the big mistake of many other restaurants they do. You cannot treat Because they expect the Western treatment, right? Exactly. Um, when they come the to The Westerner, they're expecting when they order something the most authentic as possible. Uh -huh. So it's hard to make two mouths happy. It's very hard. <laughs> okay. And on the other hand, there's two things that Chinese, they're super hypersensitive to it's either too salty or too sweet. Chinese? Yeah. Okay. I remember back in the days when they served a Parma ham. I don't eat raw ham. It's not so, raw, it's smoked. So that just means that you may recommend different dishes to... We do. And when they order a dish that we already know, that that particular dish, it's a very strong, like gnocchi, four cheese, uh, you might want to try something else. No, right. I want to... Oh, that's very cheesy. So oh, you, I like cheese. Okay. Don't blame you me after. Like you, you, you give them some, some advice. Some guidance. To, yeah. We give them some guidance. I have another question. I mean, from my time here in China, I've seen people drink wine, mixing it with Sprite. And I think, like, right. what the heck are you doing? Oh, not you, so much nowadays. Exactly. So nowadays, that has no. changed. But before, yeah. How important has been the job that you do in educating people in learning about wines and things like that? Because you have another business which we haven't talked about. What wine is it? consulting as well and a wine importing business, yeah. But I mean, I remember going back to where you were saying before, mixing the Sprite with wine. <laughs> I remember a guy asking me for a Johnny Walker Black Label and, and going, going to Meja and adding a three RMB green tea. The green tea, like the clubs, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, the clubs. You get yeah, a yeah. bottle of whiskey. and you get and a bottle of whiskey, uh, 8,888 RMB, and you get a, a three <laughs> RMB major green tea to mix with it. Ay, ay, yeah. ay. So um, what do you do? What do you tell people when you're when you're suggesting wine or things like that? Because it's education. You, you educate, you train the customer to know what's good, what's not good. What kind of stuff do you... Uh, when they start, uh, uh, do you have wine? What, what's your good wine? What's the most expensive one? <laughs> I usually say, what are you going to eat? Right. Well, I don't know yet. What's your best one? Well, I can, can recommend you a wine. Depends what you're going to eat. Yeah. You know, if you're going to eat something spicy, a lot of tomatoes, I'm going to recommend you a lighter wine. If you're going to eat something a lighter, a carbonara or a margarita, I'm going to recommend you a stronger wine because you don't want the, the wine overtakes over the, the food flavor and i assume mm -hmm. they're very receptive they're like oh oh really right? no no but yeah. if, if i'm if i'm on the ground if i'm not in the kitchen if i'm on the dining room they usually they go with what i say yeah that's what they i mean go so with they probably appreciate this and learn if it's that's a, if, if, meant, they like... if they turn over to one of our chinese stuff um they're probably not so confident mm -hmm. they're not so convincing 
And they, oh, whatever, just give me that one. I think that the convincing part is really important because, like, why would I listen to another Chinese person? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I know better than you. Yeah. But they, when they listen to you, you're like, mm, well, this is the foreigners. This so is the I guy, know. the man talking. This is the owner of the sign above. So. <laughs> Which brings me to another, I think, very interesting uh, point for people that are thinking of, you know, opening a restaurant maybe here. Staff. You have two kinds of staff. The one that have experience, that could be good or not, and the ones that they don't have experience at all. All right. I've, I've had both. Okay. And thinking about the staff that have experience and the one that don't have experience, I would rather choose staff that don't have experience. And How then come? You, and then you tailor them. You train them we and you tailor them. We spoke them. about that. We spoke about Because they come from the other places think, with bad habits, with bad think, training. Think, and Fernando, it's very think, difficult think, to correct them. I think that uh, we will. Uh, this will keep coming up in many uh, episodes. Yeah. We definitely sense we are going to bring people that are seasoned. Mm-hmm. You know, business owners, managers, because I think when you're seasoned, you learn that it's Much. it's the it's the it's the hiring by attitude, mm-hmm. not by skill, right? Yeah, meaning what I I rather have a guy that's barely finished a middle school with with like a creative mind, a very accepted, obedient guy, rather than someone that comes with a high yeah. school or university degree, challenging that want, everything that, wants that you to say. practice their English with the foreigner customers. I mean, that's right. not what I want because these this. <laughs> kind of people they will they will likely stay with you much longer time and right. most of our staff have been with us for and you train years. them the way that you want yes. exactly exactly and make them feel important make them feel significant make them feel that they are could be much I guess it's not like that uh, in the western countries it's probably the opposite no it's the opposite of yeah. course you want someone experienced sure i mean and, i hired I... you to work not to teach you uh-huh. This is not a free training center, and you're getting paid on the top of that. Correct. That's that's how I feel, for example, with some of the people that work for me. I teach them how to teach, and then they leave, and they go work somewhere else with all the things that I learned from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's something, it's, it's a very important lesson about China, I guess. We've had staff that came to work with us. They left for whatever reason. Usually it's not, they never tell the real reason. And then they go and find a new job. They go and open for their own restaurant. Right. And then they fail, and then they came back. That's another, of course, so we China. Have welcome, of we have course, welcome, we have welcome moment back many times. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Many hey, times. You left. are uh, a person that has done so much for the city, has done so well, has, has you employ tons of Chinese people. I know you changed your fleet of cars. Um, when motorcycles were forbidden, you went into cars right. as to keep on delivering your pizzas. When uh, you changed later into electric cars. So you're you're out there with the city, going with the changes in the city. The question that I want to ask you is, how do you feel about the situation with green cards? Somebody that has contributed so much to, to the city, um, What's your take on that? To be very honest. Yes, that's what we want. To be very honest and humble speaking, I think I deserve a green card. I deserve a green card. Yeah. I've been contributing a lot to the country. I contributed a lot to the city. But you're almost eligible, right? You're actually very close to that. This is the third time I've get the papers and the documents together. And they always tell, oh, that there's always something new. You told me the other day there are only like a thousand there's something. There's 1,032 in all green cards China. in the entire China mainland. 
Right. We were talking the other day, I think it was you or, or Billy, we were talking like, if there's anybody who does everything by the book, we're talking sanitation, yes. Yes. we're talking taxes, we're yeah. talking, it, I was talking it's about, you. I was talking about this situation and, uh, you know, with the special regulations, with the current situation uh, that we have here and the reopen the restaurants and the rules. And I was talking to Fernando and I was kind of like, I think Miguel is the only one you know, doing everything by the book, like many, many times, I think in the past. Yeah, yeah no, because just, I, yeah, I don't want, yeah. I don't want the, I don't want to have the the, the hassle of in in that sense is is how I feel, and I agree with you that you are the person who deserves a green card more than. But I don't. Think I don't know anybody else who deserves. But they don't it more go by you. that, right? They don't go by. No, that. they don't. If you are a scientist, if you are. Um, if you have a company invested $10 million. Right, right. I mean, I devoted one third, more than one third of my life mm. to China. I've devoted more so, than one third of my life to China. So let's talk about that. I mean, again, for, for our audience, you know, um, if, um, if you come here to China and uh, let's say you start a restaurant, right? You have an investor, you're starting a restaurant, you open a business, you can get... First, you can get uh, a work permit, right? That's not right. a problem. No, that's let's say you have a business; it's yeah, not a problem, right? Normal. If you have, the if you want to be diploma, if you, you if have. If you want to be legal, of course. Even if you don't have a diploma today, there are ways to get it legally, right? Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. And uh, and then, how many years do you have a work permit? Now, I have like, work permit for if I'm not very long wrong. Time. This is my sixteenth year. Another thing, Social Security. You contribute to Social Security month after month after month. How long have you been contributing to Social Security? 11, 11 years, 11 plus years. Right, and you're paying taxes for these 16 years, And of I course. pay yeah. tax yeah. for 14 years. Yeah. Because okay. in the earlier times, my salary was low. Right. I had a low salary. You didn't need to pay taxes. And there was no, it, it was not mandatory at that time. It was not mandatory. Yeah, things changed. Yeah, and right. things change. So, so you were denied from the uh, green card or the permanent uh, uh No, I wouldn't say denied. They just it. they just didn't take my they didn't take my application. They're like you're not there yet. Right. They didn't, there was no reject. You get you they just says sorry you don't have all the document needs. So you get a work permit and a residence visa uh what is it? Two years every time or one year? Uh no. Three years? Uh, the past two, the past two times I had two years and because there was I didn't have enough Uh, years on my passport. Right. Do you remember that we? I only had two years. Do you remember when we got the five-year one? I got the five-year. I did too. You yeah. Did, you and did then too. they took it off. I got the five-year one, and I after two years, uh, I, I lost, never got I lost my years. passport. And I came back and I said, "Hey, I had five years." I'm like, you know, it's not happening anymore. <laughs> I got a five-year. Then I had another year. What they told me is, I had an issue with taxes because the school was not paying my taxes. Right. The school that I used that I was working for, and they told me that because of that. They couldn't give me another five years, so they gave me one year. But then again, just last year, they gave me five years again. Right. They gave you five years? I'm so back on have, five years. You have a five-year uh, visa in your yep. passport. Yeah. A residence uh, permit. Yeah, yeah that's residence nice. Permit, that's yeah. very convenient. Right? Very I'm, so, convenient. Uh, I'm applying for my one next month. Right. Um, I'm supposed to get either two years or five years. But in January, I'm automatically eligible for a green card. Finally. Because because I've lived in China more than 10 years, because I've paid tax more than 10 years, because I've got social security more than 10 years. And so it's kind of like automatic. And I've been married to a Chinese for more than five years. So, right, so there's there few things. There's a no coming back. <laughs> and if I don't get my green card, I'm leaving China next year. <laughs> So, so that's another thing, uh, uh, regulations and taxes and these things. You know, back in the day, things were like the Wild West or the Wild back East. Back in the day, yeah, right? Let's talk about the old days. Right. Connection, Let's talk about connection. The old days. No, but I mean, first of all, I want to say, before we talk more about the old days okay. and the fun parts of it, um, <laughs> 
you know, a lot of people, maybe even today, right? A lot of foreigners think they can just do what they want. Um, they can idiots. open businesses. A lot of idiots. Um, less now, I would say, but back back then, much more, right? You can open a business. You don't really need to pay all the taxes. You can, you know, you can avoid. So, what do you say for that? Because again, we know you, and we know that you are the kind of person that they like You're to do things a risk. by the book. You're taking a risk. So, um, yeah, they're taking a risk, right? So, You're you would not recommend risk. that. I mean, you can't go home and sleep properly. Because you're going home with a... And you get a knock in the middle of the night. That's yeah. why you... <laughs> right. But, I mean, it was easy back then, I would say, I guess. Because, I mean, Chinese people also, they do this all the time. Or they did this all the time. Right? This That's the whole anti-corruption wave. Right. It, it's, it's stop all these Changed illegal activities. And, and... Times change. And, again, some of the things that I've said in some of my videos, like, look, I welcome this kind of correction. I've always For said, sure. it, like, how... Is it possible that the second largest economy in the world allows somebody to go and buy a visa in Hong Kong? Because literally, that's what you're doing. You're crossing the border, buying the visa, coming back in. Can you do that in any other country? Of course not. Yeah. I, so that, I dare you and you to come and check my books and all my records. Oh, I, I, I know you, so I don't need, you know, but I mean, honestly. <laughs> and I dare you too. <laughs> but I'll be honest, you know, in the beginning when I started, you know, you, you got to, you know, jump through some hoops, maybe from, you know, different sides to to get things going, you know? Sure, you're trying to look, and, and I learned this from you, you, you gotta find what works for you. Yeah. Uh, kind of like a loophole, something that allows you to do what you're going to do, and it's legal, uh, although it's not exactly but what you're doing. Then, but back then, I mean, it, I'm not talking there was a lot long, of gray I'm not areas. talking too long mm -hmm. ago, you know? Your accountant may tell you, and I had that a few times, the accountant say, hey, you have too much profit, we need to buy some receipts. Yeah. yeah, you yeah, know, we know oh, that. the accountant say, uh, I don't can do declare it. too much. You're you're declaring too much. They're gonna come and and, and ask and honestly, to see your books. And honestly, it's still happening a lot. Yeah, don't you you're know? declaring yeah. way too much. Don't declare that much because you're gonna pay too much tax. They're gonna come and right. check you. Right, but oh, recently, the, oh they come and say like you're not selling enough. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, uh, it's yeah. In the recent few years, it is changing. They made more laws. They're enforcing more laws and. You have to respect that, of course. I, mean, I remember when I went to the labor bureau and asked for two more staff employees. Oh, you can't have more than staff. You already have three. But I need foreign staff. Oh, hire Chinese that speak English. Okay. Right. Where can I find them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for 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 FMB. FMB experienced uh, staff that speak English and that been in the business, not that. It, a, it is difficult to find staff, like you say, right? So, like you, before you said, difficult. you want someone with no experience, but even that, um, it's it's hard to find them because maybe uh, I don't know some Chinese, uh, the Finnish university, they think I should not work for a restaurant or something like but that. In China, they also they have the problem uh, of it's 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 culture, it's it's a habit that they ask for leave for any reason. Like, oh, my cousin's in town. I got to take three days leave. Oh, my brother is getting married. I got to take a week leave. Oh, my uh, my uncle died. I got to go five days back home. You know, there's oh, they ask for leaving. For example, I've got three Filipinos working with me, been working with me for years. Mm -hmm. They never take one day leave. There is a different kind of ethics. One day leave. Not even, they come to work with fever. I have to, I got to send them home. Mm. But wait, I mean, in the world, people think Chinese people work very hard. They do, uh, but they don't give a lot of priority to their job and to their career. I mean, they can say, I mean, if you're if you don't give me if you don't give me a, a three days leave, I'm going to quit my job right now. Was it always like that? It's been 
it's been always like that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Is this maybe related to what? One child policy? They're spoiled? Uh, they're spoiled and they think that they can get a job around yeah. next door. And then it, it I'll, has... get, I'll get paid probably 200 RMB more or 100 right. RMB less. And I will get, I'll, I'll get a job. It's not my main thing is I'm going to go home to my brother's uh, wedding or my buddy, my best buddy that helped me a couple of years ago is in town. And I got to be spend three days with him and work. It's not important right now. We, we have something in, in the, well, education industry called poaching. People come and poach your right. customers. People come and poach your teachers. How bad is it in the, in the restaurant business? They come uh, and steal your staff. They, we, I've had that in the past. Mm -hmm. I've had that. Is it in prevalent? The past. Is it, is it nowadays you can try. You can try. You can so try. You, you, you fight this through I mean, treating uh, your employees right. I can tell you 95% do not try to poach my staff. They will not come to work. Because you me. have the right relationships. That's why. Because they've been with me for years and they know. But I think also with other restaurants, not just with your staff. You, I mean, your relationship, your name. Oh, with other restaurants? Yes. Oh, we have like a gentleman's agreement with mm -hmm. a few places. Yeah. That we would not take anyone from any one restaurant. I've had someone in the past that came, oh, I worked for uh, Buongiorno. Okay. Uh, why did you left? I says, oh, I left because I went home in Chinese New Year. Okay. Are you, are you okay with it? I call your boss. Uh, do you really have to? Well, I, I can only hire you if, if, I I get, if, if I get talk with, with Alex. Right, right. And if Alex says it's fine, then I'll hire you. So, so like that's you like a gentleman's, you know, we don't have nothing written. So that's another thing to succeed in business anyway, to maintain respect. integrity. You know, integrity respect. and you, you get the reputation for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, old days? <laughs> the old days. <laughs> old days. So, I mean, you came what, here in 2001, <laughs> 2001 to beginning of 2002. You came here in 2000. 2000. 2000 to Shanghai. Uh, well, I arrived in Dongguan in summer of 2001. Okay. And I arrived here in 2003. Mm -hmm. Right? So, yeah, that's a, a lot of years. I remember the first year in Dongguan. You do? What, yeah. what do you remember about I it? I remember the, the photo. The photo. What was yeah. that? New era. Yeah. Correct? Ah, that you mean the first, the first month issue. of here. The first month of, of here. here. Yeah, I New remember. Era. I remember New that. Era. I went to Miguel. We weren't very good friends yet. Um, and... Before it came out, I went to Miguel and I said, hey, I'm doing this magazine. Take a look. I mean, I had a sample, right? Uh -huh. And yeah. I had yeah. a sample. I already have a customer with the Jewel of India. Yeah, I remember right. that Right, that part. was the first customer, full right? page. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And then I showed him and he was like looking, uh, looking through it and he, he, he said, that's, that's interesting. That's Very interesting. Nice, yeah. Very nice. I'll wait. I'll wait a little bit. I want to see how, how, how it, it comes, comes out. out. I'm like. Because okay. I didn't know him. I didn't know that right. it was a right. scam if the magazine would ever come right. out. Right, right. True, true. I mean, we don't know each other. And, and, uh, so I was and being then cautious. it came out. It came out. And uh, from the second month, he yeah, took an second advertisement. second month, I took an advertisement. And he had it for many years. Many years. He had yeah. it for many, many years. Many years. Um, and I respect that. I mean, looking back today, maybe I don't remember if I was like a bit upset because he, he didn't want to. Yeah. But looking back, I mean, that's a businessman. You know, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I didn't want to go to something that I don't know. It's not an existing magazine going on because this was like an, a project starting from from ground, right? Right. Yeah. And I wanted to see, okay, let it come out. Let me see how it looks right. like, and, I'll and then I'll make a I'll make a decision. Right. And when it came out, then a few days later, I called Ziv. He came. Right. And we started talking about business. Well, right. this is this is a bit of a conversation that perhaps Ziv can't really participate 
participate too much, but you were saying the vroom, vroom, vroom. Ah. What's that about? The bikes. Right? The, the motorcycles, bikes. right? The motorcycles. Um, what do you remember about that? I mean, why did you get a motorcycle in China and what motorcycles did you have and what was it like back then? Uh, I had... I had three motorcycles. One of them was just a short period. I had a Kawasaki 750, uh, which I ended up selling it to buy um, VMAX from Mauro. You guys remember Mauro? Oh, yeah. I remember Mauro. <laughs> How can I forget? <laughs> And it was Mauro's. Then um, I resold it back to him because he got his job back. So I only had the bike like for a month. And then I bought a Suzuki Namazuma naked 1200cc. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I started with a Bandit 400, yeah. and I went to a CBR 600. And w what was it like riding here in Dongguan back wait, in the day? Wait, I want to ask you something. So yeah. you rode bikes, motorbikes before Dongguan? Uh, no, I learned. <laughs> ah, okay, so that was I mean, new no, for well, you. I used to, I used to ride like scooters, like small motorcycles. Okay, okay, but these are heavy motorcycles, fast motorcycles. No, I, I've drove big bikes before, before. right? Yeah. I I raced bikes in Madrid. Okay, so so then you, okay. and and I also used to do BMX. So it's not like I was new to two wheels, okay, but BMX is cool. You yeah. waited for that opportunity for a long time. Yeah, okay. correct. Okay. Okay. Well, we had we had a common friend, mm -hmm. uh, Jay. Jay. Mm -hmm. Back in Canada. Say hello to hi, Jay. Hi, Jay. <laughs> uh, we were three of us. We were three of us crazy in bikes. We would go on Dongguan Dadao, right? There were 16 <laughs> kilometers of stretches. I remember that the, the camera was like, we passed by with the bike. You got so some tickets? No, oh, no, because it's so fast. No, because the cameras they those days... Uh, they, they were well, at that time, the cameras were very slow, so they would take right. a picture of the pavement. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's yeah. that pavement? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about this? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I got my motorcycle from a hangar, like from a from a storage place in Human, and I paid. I think it was like fifteen thousand for my motorcycle. That's not bad. And not they, actually, the, the dollar the dollar bad. was eight thousand, right? Yeah, and they sold me a license plate for a hundred RMB. So these things were just uh, a license plate. A license a plate that didn't exist. No, my license plate, and you guys never got to do this. My license plate was at Wujing WJ, which is military vehicles. Okay. So oh, you had a military plate. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember? Oh, that was my second motorcycle. Oh, the and second I used one. to get on the highway. I used to go teaching Chang'an, for example, or Tamping right. on the highway. Okay, how worried were you? How about worried about doing that back then? Maybe not at all. I don't know. Yeah, you're young. You're an idiot. Yeah. That was what, 27, It seems 28? like everybody do that, right? Yeah. Right. And, and uh, I remember I had a friend who said, like, look, you know that you're in borrowed time. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, the minute that something happens and the police comes in, they're going to take your motorcycle away. Like, this is 15,000. Who gives a damn? <laughs> I'm having too much 15, fun. 15,000 RMB. I had yeah. the, the first two bikes, they were uh, with uh, fake numbers. The third bike, it was a real number. But on the registration, it says 125cc. Okay. So I remember <laughs> that very day that the guy stopped me at the Dongguan Dadao. The police, they just come and block. And they said to me, um, do you have documents for that bike? I said, yes. Okay, can you show it to me? Show the documentation. Mm, that looks pretty big for a 125. I says, that's the 125. 
That's what okay. it says, sir. Before, okay. before we go on a break, I would just say Dongguan Dadao is a Dongguan Avenue, and today you got like cameras. Dongguan and if you do what they do, cameras everywhere. If you everywhere. do the same thing, you will probably uh, <laughs> go to jail. You get both. Yes. Very much, yeah. Yes. All right, cool, guys. Let's take a short break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gao Minjun. This is the time where we start playing um, one of our games, okay? So. The game is called This or That. We're going to give you a couple of options, and you need to choose, okay? And you can explain your reasoning behind your choice if you want to, okay? So let's keep it short and sweet. Ten different choices. I'll ask five. Ziv asks five. So, All Ziv, right. you want to start? Okay, yeah, I'll start. Very easy, right? You choose this or that. <laughs> start with a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, women, Chinese or foreign? Time is money, yes. sir. Huh? This. No, you tell me Chinese woman or foreign woman? Chinese woman. Chinese woman. Well, you're married with a Chinese woman. Of course. So you said anything. <laughs> no, need, no need explanation foreigners for there that. Are, foreigners are too nosy, too nosy. All right. Yeah, okay. Next <laughs> All one. All right. Mine. You own a pizza shop, right? So here's a question for you. Gas oven or wooden oven? Mm, gas oven. Why? Uh, more consistent. Mm. Efficient. You know, that makes he, sense. Yeah, you mean wooden oven, it gives a, a more niche taste, a much better taste, it does, than gas. But gas, it's more consistent. All right. Okay. So. Next one is uh, electric or combustion? Car. Car. Definitely electric. Come on, <laughs> it's green, it's green, it's silent, it's faster. Okay, if catch it's the right you, kind. Catch me if you can. All right. I got a brand new That's Tesla. That's a conversation for, for another day. Another yeah. Day. All right. Your turn. All right, next one. Wolfie or Chinese company? Wolfie is wholly owned foreign enterprise. Wolfie or Chinese company? Of course, Wolfie. Why? Why? Because then you are the totally entire owner of your own company. Is it more expensive? Is it more difficult it's to manage? Uh, no, no. It used to be much more expensive to create a Wolfie. But uh -huh. nowadays it's not that it's not that expensive. Right, it used to be much more difficult. Yes, yeah. Yeah. But definitely woofy. Definitely. Okay. So safety, safety yeah. first. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> Pizza or pasta? Pasta. What pasta? <laughs> Carbonara. Carbonara. All right. I like it light, simple, and no cheese. I like your stroganoff. <laughs> stroganoff. That's my favorite. Good. Okay. Um, Chinese food, as in from other regions, or Cantonese food? Chinese food from other regions. Which one in particular? Northern Dombay food. Because they come in big portions and I'm big and I eat to eat a lot. Jiaozi. Jiaozi. Hongzhou rou. And rojamo. 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 Chinese burgers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Beijing or Shanghai or Hong Kong? Hong Kong. Hong Kong. It's more Western. More Western. More Western. Uh, if, if, if you gave him the option Hong Kong or Macau, Macau. Ah, you see? It's Portuguese port all the way. Because it's a kind of, it divides me in my heart in two. China and Portugal. Right. Macau is exactly half Portugal. You, you go a lot to Macau. I used to. No, you used to I go don't go that yeah, much that often. But we used right. To. Okay, mm. one before <laughs> the last. Okay. Um, customer is always right or not? <laughs> that used to be. Not anymore. Customer is not always right. When he's not right, we have to point it out why he's not right. But we probably have a way to do it. Yeah, we yeah, have a way. We like will not tell them you are not right. <laughs> no, but Some that's 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 back in the eighties. Some Italian restaurants would do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one: decaf or regular coffee? Regular decaf is for coffee enthusiasms, not coffee lovers. 
decaffeine. Good answer. I need caffeine in my blood every it's day. Sugar or sweetener? I'll sneak one in there. Um, I used to do sugar. I'm on sweetener now because a couple of years ago I went to check my blood sugar and was okay. high. But every now and then I do a little bit sugar. You, you know, like if sugar. you don't have the right sweetener, you may right. you have too much chemicals. So I do. Nowadays I'm dividing half half. Okay. All right. And the last one: sparkling water or regular water? Sparkling. I if never, I, I never drink, get if that. If I don't drink regular water, I go home and I drink from my mom's tap. <laughs> See, that's something. Maybe I'm very simple, but I never get that. I'm you know, all, all the sparkly water <laughs> it's so fancy. Who needs that? You know? Sparkling water, it helps you. It's so European. You know, the <laughs> yeah. sparkly water. I mean, yeah. I need my San Pellegrino. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I want to drink regular I, water, I, I drink regular water. You know, from the tap, filtered. But if I want to drink mineral water, obviously I would drink sparkling water. Okay, for example, you're playing football. You used to play football a lot, right? Yeah. You have regular water. No, I have beer when I play <laughs> football. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. And we are back with, of course, China. All right. So we're talking about, <clears throat> we're talking about the old times. And uh, I was just thinking to myself, I wonder what's the percent of foreigners from those who came here to live here mm. uh, for whatever period of time that stay, stay here as long as us. There are not many. There are no. not. What really is it many. like? Must be five percent, less than five percent. Yeah, less than five percent. Uh, I would say even less because <clears throat> when you start talking about the number of foreigners that have come in in the last five years, it's impossible <clears throat> for you to know every single one of them. But the old ones. Back in the days. I mean, year after year, that percentage gets smaller. That I think probably one or two percent that stay here. Yeah, 15, yeah. 17, eight, 20 years. Yeah. I mean, you could probably count them in the it, it must of be, hand. It mu they must be like us, business owners, right? It must yeah. be, you know. People who have, who have roots here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are they married to Chinese or, yeah, business All right. owners? Let's, let's talk about some of the things that were, were complicated back in the day. Some of the things that were difficult back in the day. What do you remember Getting as being hard? Getting food. Getting food. Getting Western food. Getting proper Western food. Right. Uh, buying clothes, I was, clothes. I was, because you <laughs> I was, and buying clothes and buying shoes. I mean, right, I wear, I wear forty-five, or eleven. <laughs> Difficult. So I could never. Is it easier now? No, <laughs> still not. <laughs> no. So not how easy. did you? I mean, how do you do that? How do you solve that? Hong buy, Kong or no? I go when I go back home. I buy a couple stuff and I get <laughs> tax-free. I'm, uh, I'm a tax-free exempted. Did you always? Did you go home every year back then? Uh, there was a time that I spent five years in China without going home. Right. I had, a I, was I had four. At nine. You had nine years without being home? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but your home wow. is far away. <laughs> wow. That's such a long time. I had five years. Yeah. I didn't go home. Right. When I got back, wow, so many things changed. So, <laughs> so food. Yeah, it was hard to get Western food, you said, right? So there, there were only a couple of places in Dongguan. It was hard to get uh, to Look, a doctor. Tooth? Oh, yeah. But we're talking about oh, food. I mean, the only place you could get anything similar to Western food at that time was probably... Mintian Cafe? Uh, or... Yeah, Mintian Cafe, UBC, China, I call China it Groove. Fake China Western groove. food. But there, yeah, China Groove had some food, right? Yeah, yes, Dickens. Then you had okay. Chino Latino. Oh, Dickens, yeah. Chino Latino. No, Chino, Chino Latino was after. a little bit later. A little yeah. bit later. But Dickens in the corner, Remember right? the yeah. Uncle Sam, the Wings? That's open again, I think. Oh, Uncle Sam, no. I don't remember. Yeah, that was back Uncle then? Sam. That was back in Guangchang. That was <laughs> oh, uh, Guangchang. a guy wow. that lived in the U.S. that came oh, back. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I wonder, I mean, I guess that many cities in China are in the same kind of position. It doesn't matter where you are in a second-tier city. 
uh, would probably be the same situation, right? Unless you were in Shanghai, Beijing. So what was your, your go-to food in China for you? For me? Yeah, yeah right those there. days, where, where did you eat? Maybe about um, there was this revamping restaurant in Guangchang. Revamping? Yeah, like it's a, a turning. A turning. Ah, revolving. 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 Yeah, that's on top of the hotel. You mean Remember the, that one? Yeah, yeah. That goes around? The first it's time the I've been in one of those. It's the ghost hotel today. No, it is, doesn't exist anymore. That you know when, when, when Paul was here? No, the uh, one in Guangchang. No, the, you're talking about the China overseas hotel. I know that one. No, that one okay. still exists. Yeah. That one's still on, yeah. No, but it's not open. It's ghost. Of it's course closed. not, because course it's not. open like they have like seven or eight sisters. Right. And so you're talking about a different died. place. In Guangchang, where there's the Guangchang uh, PSB, main administration district. Okay. So there. There. Okay. That was the hotel. I don't remember what the hotel name, but it's like on the top. And then, of course, you had the Silverland Hotel on mm -hmm. the 28th right, floor. Right, right. Pricey. So hotels, right? Pricey, expensive. Yeah. If you want a good food, you had to go to a hotel. I mean, if I want a good food, I would go to Dongguan Hotel. Dongguan Hotel was okay. Yeah, Dongguan Bingguan, Ryan Castle. Ryan Castle opened later. I'm you talking about the one right next to People's Park. That's what I used. Yeah, Ryan no, Castle. No, that was the Ryan Castle. Oh, that was also Ryan Castle. That was also Ryan Castle. Sorry, I'd never, never eaten Japanese food in my life when I came to China because it's very expensive in Colombia. We we don't right. get Japanese. Right, right. So I go to eat Japanese, and I see this green thing, and I think is mint. I didn't even know it. I take a whole spoon wasabi. of wasabi. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh, food back then. Uh, my story is like, it took me about a year until I found the, the Chinese food that I like. I thought it's bad. So because Cantonese food, a lot of times it's a bit stale. It's blah, you know, mm. Cantonese food until you know more Cantonese food at least, right? For, 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 me, for me, the issue was not so much about flavor, but w was about finding meat. Because a lot of the meat that you get here, yeah, we, I remember we, I was a teacher, Latinos, so yeah, we need meat, and I was not getting that much money at the time. I was right. just a teacher, right? right? So I couldn't go to five star restaurants or hotels or things like that. So finding meat, the one place that had meat that I could actually eat, like a caveman, was the Dongbei restaurant where they had Jangguja. What is Jangguja exactly? Is that like, you like mean the, the lamb, the spine of the Jangguja? It's like the spine of the pig. Okay. And they cut it and then chop it up and it's got big chunks of meat because everything else in China is just little tiny bits of bone with meat. Right. But right. I mean, uh, for me, it was all kind of blah and stale. Cantonese food is, you know, it doesn't have a lot of flavor. But when right? you go to the restaurant that they give you the menu, obviously in Chinese, no, no, no pictures. And uh -huh. you're like, oh, I want some of these. Oh, I want some of that. And they're probably the waitress coming back and telling you, oh, this one sold out. I said, okay, okay, okay. So they only bring you one, 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 Whatever one dish. They have. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, where's the other dish? And they were talking Chinese right, to you. And you don't know, I mean, you don't know what it is. And you eat it spicy. I end up paying the bill and leaving yeah, and but hungry. One time <laughs> I, went the to, white rice. I went to Walling, right? You know, and uh, and I found this restaurant, Hunan restaurant. I didn't know it's a Hunan restaurant. And I I order, and I think I think back then we used to even like go to the other table, see what are they eating? Oh, this yeah. looks okay. <laughs> that was, you know? that was one way. <laughs> this looks okay. Even to the kitchen. Even to Chekan, Cheganaga, Chega, Chega, yes. Um, that's no nigga, no nigga, no right? racism here, huh? So, um, so yeah, one time I, I was in this Hunan restaurant, first time, I guess, maybe six months, seven months in, and uh, came the eggplant and the Gambian Sichi dough. Uh, the green beans that is like very salty and spicy. Uh -huh. yeah. And uh, I was like, wow. 
I loved it. Finally, yeah, okay. So I like write for me these dishes. Yeah, because uh, back in those days there was no smartphones. You could take pictures. So no, I wrote, no, 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 I wrote no. these dishes. They wrote for me these dishes, and I kept it in my wallet. And I kept going there for a year, ordering the same four dishes. The same, oh, yeah. The same thing for me with the jungle jam. <laughs> yeah, the same thing. Yeah. No, the first dish that I actually learned how to how to say in Chinese was bobinyanro. Oh, bobinyanro, because it had a lot of meat, and I was like, yeah. "This, how do you say this?" Yeah, it's like a it's like a Chinese pancake. It's like a pancake with, with, pancake with lots of minced, yeah, minced lamb. And then really and, tasty. And then with time, you find more and more and more Chinese cuisine mm -hmm. that is great. I love Chinese food. Yes, I love Chinese and food. I love Chinese food too. I mean, it's I nothing mean, to do with the Chinese food that we eat back in the days home. No, oh, no, 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 no. It's no. terrible. Like when the people go to Chinese <laughs> restaurants, usually they're like cheaper Chinese La restaurants. I know this for a long time. Last time I was a year ago in the US and uh, my wife, American, and we she likes because for her it's childhood. I get it. But go to a Chinese restaurant in the US. It's got nothing to do it's with it. It's terrible. It's so sweet. Yeah. Everything it's got nothing is so sweet. We, we, in Colombia, when you have like fried rice, yeah, the thing is that they serve it to you in a, in a box and the box is like about to explode. They give you so much rice. But the meat is what we say, just meat that belongs for a small, uh, slow animal. Yeah. You have no idea what kind of meat right, that is. Right, right, yeah. What's your favorite Chinese food, Fernando? What's Look, man, I, I is think- Is that thing you said? Jango uh, Jango is great, but yeah. I love lamb. It's one of the things that I love the most, lamb. But any specific- Jango uh, Chuan, uh, which is a Do you like the, the go to the Yiling Santing? Oh, that's a great Yiling Santing? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 I go there. The, the Xinjiang. That, yeah. and uh, the other one that I really like is the sweet and sour uh, fish. Okay. Sweet and sour can, fish is Not too really, many places really have it. Yeah. Not too I'm many not, places. I'm, a, I'm not so much of the fish here. What do you fish, like? The okay. fish, I like, I like the Hong Shao Rou. Ah, Honsharo. Honsharo, especially the Honsharo that my mom makes. I know, What's I Honsharo? had it. Oh, that's so good. Ah, yeah. The Honsharo, the uh, pork crispy belly. Oh, You're talking so about good. your mother-in-law. Pork belly. My mother-in-law <laughs> makes the world best Honsharo, Honsharo, Honsharo. When I found, uh, I found the, I like spicy food, so I found, you know, the uh, <clears throat> Hunan, Sichuan, uh, Dongbei have, you know, some, and uh, Xinjiang. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, very, very nice. So it takes a while, but Chinese food is great. That's just my handicap the on variety. Chinese food. On the variety. On the Chinese food, I, I can't tolerate the, the spicy. I so like nowadays, a bit okay. There are many restaurants nowadays, yeah, right? Sichuan, Sichuan, Hunan, forget it. Dongbei, Dongbei usually comes like big, huge portions. Mm -hmm. It's like Dongbei food and, and um, the um, Xinjiang restaurants for me. The when best. everybody talks about Chinese food, a lot of people know about hot pot, but you're not big on hot pot. I don't like hot pot. Why? <laughs> because everything you put inside, it tastes all the same. <laughs> Come on. True. You put, you I put have vegetables, it tastes the same. You put I meat, it's the same. You put potatoes, it tastes the I same. I like the taste. I have it's a different It's just different reason. texture. It tastes all the same. I'm lazy. I go to a restaurant. I need to cook for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, mind on that the top part. Of that, and you're paying, and you need yeah. to cook. I don't. I don't mind that. Uh, the thing is, uh, to me, it's expensive for what you get. I mean, if I want to be full, I need to spend a lot money, a lot of money on on the to meat that I like because I really like meat. Remember that time we went to the Dongwan yeah, Mall yeah, upstairs? Yeah, and that wasn't cheap, and we were not like we were. I okay, was not but particularly full, me, but me yeah. neither. Yeah, I but think the that food tastes the same, just different texture. Hot <laughs> pot, hot pot, hot pot. <laughs> I think I think that uh, <laughs> I think that uh, 
it's the culture, the experience, they're sitting together and, you know, it's yeah. something about that that they like. Yeah, it's sharing. Sharing. It's sharing. Yeah, sharing. For example, yeah. do the Chinese uh, restaurants back at home, do they have round tables while they're roundabout? Of course not. Uh, the Lazy Daisy? Uh, the Lazy Susan? Yeah. Yeah. Of course not. No, they don't? No. Yeah. No, I mean, not in Europe. I there are square tables like any okay. other restaurant. You mean for the a la carte? Weird things yeah. that you've eaten. Weird, weird things that you've eaten. Mm. Weird things that I've eaten. I've eaten once. Okay, uh, one by one. Once, what's one that you've eaten? Yeah, I have a few. You want to start? Okay. Uh, snake. Mm. Frog. Rabbit. Chicken feet. But frog, frog is French. They eat frogs too. You know. I'm not French, man. <laughs> right. I, I'm, I'm Portuguese. I eat. All right. Healthy uh, food. Turtle. Ugh. Is. It mm. was horrible. I sat in a business meeting in Shenzhen, and alligator. the guy made me eat this. Alligator? Alligator. Uh, alligator uh, is okay. I mean, alligator is... A, yeah. Alligator, it's like the... For me as a chef, it tastes... Okay. See the taste of a shrimp, a big mm -hmm. shrimp or a lobster. Yeah, yeah. And you see the taste of a, of, um, a chicken breast. Oh. So chicken breast, lobster. And if you mix them, it's somewhere in between. I, I the flavor and the texture. I tried it. It was not, yeah, not, okay. not that I had, bad. I had duck tongue uh, recently. Mm. It's a wow. snack. I ate dog. Snack. Really? Mm. And you, you have did. dogs. First, no, wait, wait, wait. Wow, you surprised me. Let, let me explain myself. I, I've been in, Dongo, in China. Sorry, I was in Harbin. I was in Harbin about um, a week or two weeks. And uh, my boss said, like, hey, would you like to try dog meat? And I'm yeah. like, look... I'll try something. I just, why do they eat dog meat? Maybe it tastes great. Maybe, I don't know. So I went there and it tasted like nothing. In Spanish, we say like a beso de boba, like a kiss from a foolish woman. But okay. Just like yeah. nothing. So you wanted, you're curious about it. Yeah, I wanted to, to see. Try. And Even though you're a big I dog lover. Do and I, I couldn't sleep. Thinking right. about my puppies right. back home. Right, right, right. But I, yeah, I it's, but it's one it. of those experiences. I get it. I get it. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. But what's another, what's another weird do. thing? Another weird thing I ate in China. Ah, there must have been a lot. I mean, okay, you know, uh, you all had it like uh, this common, right? Like, what is it? The uh, the, the cow stomach, mm -hmm. the thing that looks like it's very chewy. You know, it's in I hot pot. It's I in don't soup do sometimes. That. I don't do <laughs> yeah. that. You haven't had it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know. Cow stomach, yeah. Yeah. What else you tried? That was about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I'm very, I, very conservative. Perhaps one of the the worst things that I tasted was camel's paw, the foot of the camel. Right. Uh, right. Sorry, camel hoof. Right, right. That was just gelatinous and it's like, and the smell. But I mean, all of the things I said. I can't freaking eat tofu. Oh, I love tofu. I don't. I can't. Tofu is great. Tofu. I is great. hate it's the texture. Meat, right? This guy eats tofu. tofu every night. I love tofu. Yeah. <laughs> No, but what does that mean? But honestly, <laughs> honestly, all the all the things we we said, all the things we I listed, tofu. all the things we listed, I, I didn't eat because I I was like, oh yeah, let's let's eat snake. I order it every day. No, it was like one opportunity in some countryside in Hunan in a wedding, and they ate snake, and I was like, okay, That's let's it. try snake. And you don't want to make them lose face, and you have to eat it. No, and also you're curious, so you try. Yeah, it wasn't I've, good. I've eaten snake I'm, in exactly I'm the same circumstances. I'm more conservative yes. than curious. I can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> how about how about what's weird from from your restaurant from Western food your restaurateur, what's weird for Chinese people? What's the like weird? When they go thing? to your restaurant, like mm -hmm. yeah, what is it? Um, Chinese Parma ham. 
Because, ham. because why? They, why? Because they, they, for them it looks it look, looks like it's raw. It's not ah. raw. So carpaccio ah. will be even more. Carpaccio, carpaccio even worse. Right. <laughs> wow. What else? Um, gnocchi. Gnocchi is because weird. it's pasta, potato, pasta. Right. Uh, what else? Mm, anything that comes with a lot of cheese. Well, right. Even though nowadays they they eat more, but let, let um, me, okay. I understand. Uh, food, yeah, food is interesting in China, <laughs> but uh, it takes a little while. But I mean, Chinese food is salads. Great. They didn't use to cheat Chinese salads. Oh yeah. yeah. No, they eat. No, yeah. they eat. because yeah. it's vegetables are gonna be cooked. No, because uncooked. they're yeah. raw, and they just yeah. no, no, no. You can. You, can you boil me this? No, I can't. <laughs> yes, you can. No, but I want. Is it? There, are they changing? Yeah, they change a lot the habits. Yes, yeah, of course. Interesting. Yeah, they do eat a lot of they vegetables. They travel but more abroad. Cooked. They have more access to information, so they change the habits right. a lot. All right. So I want to ask you this, Miguel. You, you came from Portugal. Here we go. You came from Portugal. No, really, you came from Portugal, and you did a lot in China. And I guess there are not, uh, you know, tens of thousands of Portuguese people in China, right? Well, in uh, Dongguan, there's five of us. Five of you in Dongguan. I know that you, uh, you, you, you are in relations. You talk to the consulate. You talk to the consul general. You go sometimes to the to the embassy in Beijing, I guess. Yeah, I uh, I go to Beijing. I used to go every year. So what is it? You are you. What you do you go there for? Yeah. What do you do? Uh, to share my experiences, to give uh, some advices, uh, also to share some of my uh, difficulties that I've had, to listen from others. That Is it like a program that the Portuguese government has? Uh, yes, and that uh, we had our uh, former president. He created uh, like a business uh, entrepreneurs uh, group, Portuguese entrepreneurs around the world. Mm -hmm. And every year we get to um, get together with uh, our president and share our experiences. So you met your president? Oh yeah, many times. Many times. Many times. Met my president uh, four or five times. Uh, uh, in China or in Portugal? In Portugal. In Portugal. I've been to his president's home. As in, as 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 an uh, uh, Portuguese entrepreneur in China. Correct. I mean, if I would have been a Portuguese business in Portugal, nowhere you get close. So to why him. why is it? Why <laughs> what is it? They they care about. Uh, um, because they represent because the country. it's because you represent your country. You know yeah. they want to know what are you doing for your nation and how well are you doing outside your nation. So they appreciate you for doing exactly. That. This is one thing that Colombia doesn't have. Look, doesn't I'm an honorary citizen of Dongguan, and, and there's nothing. My yeah, country has no idea about this. Really, never know article no. about you, no nothing. No, it's just there's how no connection. I guess. Yeah, it's they not a very strong connection. How about Colombians in China? There are quite a few. Um, uh, quite a few are doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Um, <laughs> but are there, are there, are there Colombians Can I have doing, WeChat? doing good things? <laughs> yes, yes, there are Colombians doing great things. They're doctors, they're, they're singers, they're teachers. There's all kinds of people. Uh, you remember Natalia, right? Of course. She was amazing. Natalia, hi, the doctor. Hi, Natalia. Yeah, she was a doctor. doctor. Right, right. She was a doctor that came here and she learned... Uh, Chinese by going to university and learning Chinese traditional medicine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but Great she was doctor. already a professional doctor from Colombia. So no, there's all kinds of people. Um, but yeah. But uh, are you not in touch with your consulates? Um, uh, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, right. They don't do much for me. Okay. Because I'm complete. It, I'm different from you. You're very connected to Portugal. Do I'm very help? disconnected from Colombia. Do they help? You, uh, if you need they help? did help me. They did help me they to, help. to right. get this mask. Thank you, Mr. Consul. Right. Uh, they did help me to get the masks on time. 
Oh, oh really? Ah, you imported some, yeah. I imported some masks. But they help you in other cases too. They listen to you. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I also give them some uh, advice. Uh, some advices. Uh, you know, I am a normal citizen, but uh, we have a very close connection with them. That's good. I think my yeah my in Israel yeah they 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 help. They're very nice. They uh, they're in touch and they try to help. They try to be there for you too. Yeah. The thing is that some of the 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 diplomatic force that is appointed in Colombia is just like friends friends of the president so these are not in a vast majority of them they're not political or diplomats by career they right. just just oh this used to be my classmate so you go there or you contributed to my campaign so you go there so these are people have no no interest in in, in doing the job that they're supposed to be doing so you quickly realize that there's not much to right there's not much to, the, but you to also, that relationship but you also like you love the you love representing your country. You love of your country. I, I know. And you you did uh, the Portuguese we restaurant. Had, we had the Portuguese restaurant and we had our ambassador that flew from right. Beijing here mm. to be to to the grand opening. For the opening. For the grand opening. Right. That's very nice. Because every year I used to go to Beijing, they keep telling me, when you open a Portuguese restaurant? Right. Well, when you open a Portuguese <laughs> right. restaurant? Until I say that they, okay, let me consider and uh, I will make an effort to open a right. restaurant. And within one year... I opened a restaurant, through. and then he came here. And you also uh, import wine from Portugal with a lot of pride. We import wine. You know, it's uh, why wouldn't I have my own country's wine? Being a Portuguese, you know, it's great product. It's uh, not a up-priced product right. for the quality that you pay. Right. And I bring uh, I bring wine from Portugal to to give uh, uh, the Chinese to to know that there's a great uh, wine from Portugal. What Portugal is famous for in China? When you say you're Portuguese, what people tell you? Okay, when you're Portuguese, there's a few things that obviously they will know immediately. Tang ta, the Portuguese act hard. <laughs> right, Macau. Tang ta. Right? Yeah. And yeah. also, uh, we are well known in China for our cork. Cork? Cork. Portugal is one of the world's biggest cork producers. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Right. Not talking about the cork in Ireland, and, but and the cork that grows in all trees. And I would say Ronaldo. Of course. Sea <laughs> law. Must yeah. be. Uh, must be in China, right? And then the codfish, and then the port. Mm. From right. You know, port, port wine. Yes. So yes. if you, how would you characterize Portugal in China? Yeah, basically those four those or five products. things. And also, some some people are uh, buying uh, properties in Portugal. A lot of people. Right, Chinese. A lot of people buying property. Cool. We have now over a hundred thousand Chinese. Okay, and uh, we are back, and now we're going to play another great game called What's Up With This? So, What's Up With This is relatively simple. We go through your social media, (laughs) and we fetch some pictures, some images, and we show them to you, and we want you to show us or tell us what's up with this picture. Give us some context about the picture. So you can describe the picture that you see. And uh, then give us the context. What was that moment? What, what, what was going on there? Okay, picture number one is this one. Yeah, this is when uh, I was in uh, Hojia, uh, working at the Hayat, the, the Hayat uh, Hotel. <laughs> Not the, <laughs> the fake Hayat. The fake Hayat, yeah. This is yeah, what this year? Is what year is this? Uh, 2002. This is where you when came you to came China to for this job. Yeah. What was the job? Uh, FMB director? FMB director. You're very young here. Mm, wow. 29. Y- yeah. 
That was, uh, that was before already... or after your modeling career? <laughs> <laughs> you put him on the spot. No, you remember that day? Is that <sighs> like is that like the beginning beginning? Yeah. Like the one of the first days? This is probably like two, three days later. Really? Wow. Yeah, but I mean, I marked, I mean, this is 2000, this is 2002. January, maybe 21, 22nd. So you were the F&B director of this hotel in the background? No, no, this is the government. The hotel ah, it's is, not the hotel. The it's hotel not is right next to it, yeah. Next ah, to it, yeah. okay. So what is it, getting a visa? No, I just stand it there. Just and there. Photo. Okay. No. <laughs> was it a good time working for the hotel? Uh, learned a lot of things. I was yeah. too strict. Too strict. I had you too were too strict. You I didn't know too, yet. I had too many enemies. You didn't know I yet. Was by the and book. your standards were too high, probably. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the next picture. Okay, the next picture is relatively simple. Tell us about this one. Um. No. Yeah. This is in Hong Kong when I went oh, to nice. when I arrived with my brother. Um, so yeah. Your, your uh, brother I'll, is here. Also. Yeah. My brother is here. We kind of lost contact for 20 years. Mm. Wow. I mean, in those days, uh, there was no social media. Uh, and this is when I went to Barcelona to um, to meet my brother, and I came back. I met I met him in March two. I remet him in March two thousand and sixteen, and I we kept in touch for a few months, and then uh, four months later he he accepted my proposal to come to China, and this is the day that he arrived Hong Kong. And you look very happy. Yeah, we are both very happy. Come on. <laughs> and today he's working with you every today day. Today is our restaurant manager. Uh-huh. And then how, how is it to work with your brother every day? Um it's uh it's fun, you know. My brother and I we are totally different, different one from yeah. the other. Yeah. We're very very different. Like it's very It's a good different. thing though in I mean, in uh, like I mean, in you can see it from the hair, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you enjoy? Yeah, I mean, he has his own character. He has uh, his own way. Um, we are tolerant with each other. We learn a lot from each other. Um, we get along. It's nice to have family around. Yeah, yeah. That's good. All right. So this has been What's Up With This right. with, of course, China. But this is not the end of the podcast. This is not the end of the video. We have a few more minutes to talk with Gao Ming Jun. Um, okay. I want to ask you about your decision to leave China because when we were doing a little bit of preparation, we don't have to do too much preparation. We asked you about, well, how long are you going to stay in China? And you gave us a very specific date. <laughs> yes. What was that? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, this is the date that um, I set it up back um, a couple of years ago. And, and uh, <laughs> we all have... Um, well, most of us have, um, when am I going to leave China? We have, when we arrive China, first we pass the one year barrier, then we uh -huh. pass the two years barrier, then the five years barrier, then the 10 years barrier and so on. And I think by now either, uh, I'm considered what a dinosaur, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> a bit, so, a bit. so I think that, uh, I set that up a date and I think that in the next, um, 12 and a half, close to 13 years. By the time I'll be 60. And I think it's uh, a time to step back a little bit and uh, enjoy a little bit uh, what the life uh, offers. To and go where? Most likely we'll be going back to Portugal. All right. Do you have an exit date? Have you ever thought about that? I, I, I always think I wish I would, you know, be like that planning with the right dates. And, and he has like... Um, a specific date, right? That's December for 
December 4, 2032. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I, I just want to, you know, I, I, I want to think uh, I'm not here for life. Mm-hmm. Not all my life, but I think uh, I, I cannot say the date. No, I cannot say if it's another five years, another 10, another 20. I don't know. Do the, you have a date? No, I don't have a date. And the, the, the well, I have a date when like, I th- when I want to stop working, but I don't right. have a date for leaving China. I, I mean, I think I will be buried here or or whatever cremated. I don't because I don't okay. have much to go back home to. Right. You got you guys. I mean, I left home when I was fifteen. Right. To go same, study. Same as me. Yeah. 15. So my connection to to Colombia is uh, yes, of course, I got family, but. But for I don't me, know. for I don't me, have an exit date. for me, um, I, I, I probably won't, won't live in my country ever again in Israel. I'm not saying I will not. I, I say probably. probably yes. And my wife is American. My kids, you know, I mean, they're third culture kids, right? I just think the world is big. We are people that are very, how to say, worldly, very global. Mm-hmm. Um, we just been in China in the last uh, 15, 20 years, but. Uh, the world is big and you have things change all the time. I mean, look what's happening now. Sure. Right? I mean, Australia, Canada. I mean, I mean there are many good places. Plan. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going right. to follow the plan. Right. I mean, this is the plan. So you're reasonable. You're not like, oh, this is the plan. And no, 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 no. I have it's no good plan to, have. <laughs> I mean, to go back think anywhere. About, let's not just say what's happening right now in the, right. In the world. Right. But apart from that, right. I still say it and I emphasize it. China, it's probably one of the safest places. I agree 100%. Not only safest, but I mean, still provides opportunities and, and interests. And the huge, I mean, the, the huge economy and development growth that China has. I, I can't imagine not coming to China. I can't imagine still being in my country, in my hometown. Um, life would be boring. I mean, I wouldn't even know that life is boring, I guess. Yeah, because you don't know any better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we have an in- interesting life, don't you think? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, when I told my, ch- my friends I'm going to China, yeah, I go to China, and I'm going to Japan. No, I'm going to China, honestly. You go to China? For what? Good luck, good luck, good luck. <laughs> I mean, we're sitting here now, Israeli, uh, Colombian. Uh, Portuguese. You know, Portuguese. You live in multiple countries. I live mm-hmm. in multiple countries. You did, you know. Yeah, I think we all together, we live in... And uh, we all chose China. And we become friends, and uh, this is just three. I mean, we have many others the same, and it's great. I wouldn't change that. You know, this is like keeping... keeping hey, I interest. have a question for both of you. A lot of people say, like, if you live in New York, you if you make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Do you think that applies to China? Like, if you make it in China, you can make it anywhere. I don't know. I mean, I think if you're an adaptable person, you'll make it anywhere. And if you made it in China, it's, it's because the you're same adaptable. Thing. It's the same thing. What are you adaptable? Reckon? Yeah, I'm. I mean, I have been into very extreme uh, situations. Brazil. You lived in Lebanon. I lived in Lebanon. In I lived Egypt. in Egypt. Uh, I lived in Sweden. In Sweden, I mean, uh, that was. A very a rough time because I lived in the north of Sweden. Like in the winter times, we go <laughs> minus thirty-five, <laughs> minus thirty-eight. Oh my god, that was really cold. Well, you should go to Harbin I in winter. <laughs> I couldn't make it there. You say I couldn't make it anywhere. No, I couldn't make it there. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's being adaptable, right? It's I always say it's like even here in China, we are in Dongguan, and it has uh, different reputations for good and bad. And, you know, it's not the city. It's what you make out of the city. It's what you make, right? It's in you. I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change. I w- if I, w- I would go back, I wouldn't change. Right. And right, right. now, I wouldn't change Dongguan for any other city. Has the reputation of Dongguan changed? Yes, in some way. Sure. I mean... Do you remember that phrase they used to have in all over? 
Don Juan depends on you. Something like this. Remember that one? I was the one who who created that sentence. We had a show, a YouTube show, (laughs) a few years ago in here. Yeah. And our slogan was the Don Juan you want. Mm -hmm. Because it's the Don Juan you want, what you want it to be, you know, for you. And I think we are a good example. We are pretty content. Right? Yeah, and that project that you had one do the right thing. Remember, do the, oh, the, yeah, do the right thing. <laughs> the, uh, uh, w- when I look back at that project, do the right well, w- do the right thing was an idea to um, tell people um, do the right thing. Yeah, show Chinese people um, something that we do back in my home country, which is like educate people as to hey, be civil, don't do things that affect other people, be more considerate. But when I look back at that option, I'm like. Who am I to be telling them that? I don't. Uh, that came from an arrogant place, I think, and and I was happy that that didn't go anywhere. Because <laughs> yeah. no, when yeah, I look you, back, you, 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 know? got, you probably but got many enemies. But it's still right to <laughs> say that because it's it didn't still, go anywhere. It's still but right, just you know, do the right thing. I mean, you know, come on. I mean. Sure. Um, but again, yeah, I mean, again, going back to the topic, I wouldn't change. Right. I wouldn't change, and I don't regret. And I love China. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't go. Uh, I think we all we all agree. You know. Um, we all agree about Chinese, uh, my home. Again, we are making it what we want it to be, and it's very one thing for sure. Our life, uh, our life is interesting, you know. One last thing: being an expat without friends, it's it's I impossible. Th- I always thought being single here as an expat, maybe if you're a man, you're just gonna be drunk in a bar, right? That's mm-hmm. what we see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or you're just gonna go back, you know. But you said at the beginning of the of of this podcast that you were very happy to be doing it with your two best friends. And and this is something that's quite important. I don't have many friends. I mean basically you and my wife. That's about it. But that's all I need. Yeah. But you have that. I have that. You, know, you have that. You have yeah, oh that yeah, yeah. and yeah, your yeah. wife. You know, what I'm saying is some people, you know, single here. You do need you do need some people here. And maybe that's by personality, you know. Um, but the thing here is that you had friends, right? As an expat, I have they a lot come of and go. For, uh, correct. For I me, I know a lot of people. But they're not real friends. But, it's but you've had friends over the years, mm-hmm. 20 years. You've had someone else. I'm sure if you think about it, yeah. you had other people that were good friends that you appreciated, you were close to them. Yeah. It's one of the, uh, one of the things. Some of them left, some are still and in it's one the of the issues. But life. It's one of the issues because a lot of them leave and you got to reset your exactly. friendship. And you need to uh, know how to go through that too. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's one of the, and then when you meet somebody for the first time, you're like, okay, am I going to invest my time, energy, Start all over love again. and caring? On a person that's gonna leave maybe tomorrow because his company shut down I don't or whatever. Think like that, yeah. I um, think I think it clicks or not. If it clicks and if I feel connected to someone, I just go with it. Like for example, a lot of people say like, "Oh, why are you friends with a lot of Colombian people?" I'm like, because we are from the same country. Does that mean that we right. we have the same values? We I have the same ideas. Just because you are from the same country doesn't mean anything. I agree with that. How sure. do you? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that, you know. And and right. to the extent that, oh, because we're foreigners, we should band together. Like, even worse, even less. Some some of my, uh, some of my uh, good friends, uh, not best, uh, you're my, you my two best friends. Uh, some of my good friends, uh, they're Chinese. Yeah, that's yeah. good. It's yeah. great I have, if you can I have, make Chinese friends. I have very good, uh, I have very good uh, um, uh, foreign friends, 
but I also have very good Chinese friends. That is friends. great. I think I have the uh, issue, I have the barrier of the language. Even if they speak English, you speak the language very well. I think it's easier for you, but I think it's She's great. I think it's great <laughs> that you do. I think it's great that you do have a good Chinese friend. I have uh, two good Chinese friends, but uh, it's a little bit different because we can't relate to the point. They can't relate to our situation. They can't relate to our problems. So it's kind of like, mm, 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 right? There is I, a I don't know how to help but there's you. Always, there's always a little cul- a culture barrier. Always. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just a little bit different when, you, when you're dealing with foreigners. Right. All right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have for today in, of course, China. Thank and course, we want to thank... Thank you, Miguel. Miguel, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It was a great pleasure to be here with you guys. It was great having you. Thank you. All right, guys. So you know how it goes. Yeah? When you watch this video, make sure to subscribe to our channel. Make sure to click the bell button to be notified whenever there is a new video. And follow us in all the social media. All together now. All the social media right Right here. And make sure to leave us a comment. Leave us your questions. And if you know somebody who might be interested enough to join us here in this podcast, do let us know. Okay, guys. Until we see you again, take it easy. Bye for now.